Hey guys, it is Charles D'Amico here with the Book Puma Services platform. Today we are going to talk about why should I self-publish? We're going to kind of dive into the details of why people go that route. And uh, the next one we're going to do is why should I traditionally publish? And then why should I hybrid publish or vanity publish? Which is really hard, the vanity and hybrid, because there's so many predatory companies out there. I, actually, I don't even know if there's a lot. I just know they're really good at finding people and kind of taking advantage of them. And even the idea, I think, just when people do it well, even if they're not being mean about it, they're just like, no, man, this, we're just providing a service that people want, right? Um, it can really come off feeling that way, right? And I think some of that, too, could just come from jealousy from somebody who had to self-publish who doesn't have the money maybe to pay for it. I don't know. But there's there is there's a lot of bad stories out there. Um, but I think that's from any industry or any service, whether, like me, I own a bunch of sandwich shops that's helping me grow this thing. But, I mean, you could have go on one day and have great service, go another day and have bad service. It's just human nature. Whenever you're dealing with people, you can have good and bad service. I don't know if it's necessarily malicious. Hopefully it's not. But let's get back on topic. So why should you self-publish and what are some of the reasons that people do it? Well, for example, the probably the biggest reason that most people self-publish is being impatient. That's kind of where the road I was going down. The difference was when I was looking at it, I thought to myself, if I was going to do all this work and learn the industry as much as you need to to properly self-publish and be successful, I'm just going to make a company. And that's just how I am. Um, I also thought it would be cooler to have a logo and a publisher behind my book besides being self-published. And I'm just a general belief when in any of my companies and just in life, I always say, you know, we like to knock down walls, but then build stairs so people can keep climbing up. Um, and that's just our, the take that we even have at Blue Handle and now Book Puma. And that is somebody asked, how come you have both platforms, editorial through Book Puma and a small press publisher? Well, as a small press, we can only publish so many authors a year. We only have such so much of a budget. We can only publish so many books. But we want to continue to make an impact in as many lives and as many manuscripts as possible. And that's where Book Puma comes from. And that's the point of these podcasts, point of the videos, and all this stuff that we're doing. Is we just really want to massively improve the lives of authors, writers, manuscripts, eventually readers, right? To me, uh, as a business founder and owner, if we were to have maybe passed upon a manuscript because I couldn't, my company couldn't afford to really market it, right? But we had our, our editing firm worked behind it and really turned it into just a polished piece of pristine awesomeness. And it got picked up and became a New York Times bestseller. As I wouldn't be jealous or hate the fact that I didn't get that book. I'd be proud of the fact that we helped get that book where it needed to be for the world to see it. And there will come a time when we when we're there for all of our for in all of our aspects, but everything in life is about growth. And in the meantime, I'm just going to try to impact with the amazing team I have as many authors and writers as I can. So let's get back to self-publishing. Why do we do it? Well, impatience. That was like I said, that was me. Meaning, if you traditionally publish, it can take two to three years, on average. From the moment you get a literary agent to the time that agent finds a publishing house to the time they work it through their process before it even sees the light of day. And then on top of that, you may not see royalties for another year. So not a lot of people are like, hey, let's wait four or five years on this product. Like it's a hard sell, right? So that being said, we have to ask ourselves, what is the next biggest issue if it's not impatience? Well, control. 
for number one. Uh, speed, creativity. Maybe your writing choice is a little outside the box. Uh, long-term game, if you're lucky enough to strike it rich, like the Fifty Shades of Grey did because it was a self-published book, so they owned a larger chunk of royalties. Um, financial clarity, you understand everything top to bottom if you put the work in. And profitability, which long-term game, financial clarity, and profitability are all kind of the same thing, but we'll kind of touch on them. So let's go back to control. When you're self-published, that means you're doing all this shit yourself. Well, if you're doing it all yourself, that means you control it all. Um, everything from the format of your book to the cover of your book to the price of your book to where you sell it, how you sell it, it is all on you and nobody else. So if it's all on you and nobody else, well, and you're talking about control, that can be scary for some people, right? So that's why why should I self-publish? This is a big topic. But it could also be really important for other people that just want to understand, they want to put the work in, and they want to own it all. They want to really have their hands in it. Um, they really want to know how the sausage is made, the old saying. Um, but I do think there's a large chunk of people that are like, just they want to do the Ron Popeil, set it and forget it approach. Um, and that's okay. That's the hybrid model. I think if you can find the right company and trust them, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like I said, there's a lot of people that look down on it, and I understand both sides of it, and we'll touch on it in the next one. But control is huge. When you are doing it all yourself, you have 100% autonomy because you're the only one making the decisions. Now, it might be smarter to work with a couple of peer groups like on Facebook and other things that you can get advice so that you don't make bad decisions. Um, I wish I would have gone back a few things and really drastically changed my approach, but then I also wouldn't be here right now talking to you owning a publishing company with currently three soon announced, maybe our fourth and fifth author here soon, um, and an editorial uh, firm that we are growing to better serve you, the amazing writer and author. So I don't know if I if I should be upset or regret any of the poor choices I made because I wouldn't be here without them. And that's the beauty of this too is I'm, I own them. Like I love my one-star reviews. I mean, they drive me nuts and I hate them, but man, did I learn from them. So control. You have to control everything. You control your book. You control, like, it, it's a lot. It really is. And there's more. We'll go through step by step a lot more of these things as we kind of go along and add to this. Uh, speed. Um, you can write and publish at your own speed. Whether you want to do one book every 10 years or you want to do short stories and ebooks, and you want to sell them for 99 cents to grow your following, when you can, again, when you control everything, you can do it as fast or as slow as you want. You don't... You don't have an editor or a publishing house if you sign like a three-book deal jumping down your throat like, we need another one, we need another one. Um, so there's some different things that come with that. Creativity. Um, if you want to, maybe, maybe it's poetry, maybe it's a book of prose. Maybe you want to go crazy and write third person, first person, second person. You want to write like in, in many different views as you can, as many different characters where most publishers might look at you and go, no way. And you just kind of want to put it out there for the world to see. The, your creativity can drastically change. One of the things I did that drives agents nuts, publishing houses a little crazy, which is how I ended up going down this in the first place because the feedback I got was the way I write dialogue. I don't use a lot of dialogue markers. Um, I've met people in the middle and I've put some in there to make it a little bit easier. But my argument was if you can't follow a conversation between two people where it's set up in a scene and you know it's only two people... I, I don't know if my problem is the he said, she said part, right? I don't know if that's me or if it's just... The reader is so used to being spoon-fed that, you know. For example, I heard a guy at the gym yesterday. He was actually talking on the phone with a friend. I'm assuming he was a friend. And he was like, oh, he said this, and then I said that, and then he said this, and then I said He was literally talking that way. And I was like, 
oh my God, this is why I don't write that way. I can't even handle hearing it in person in the distance when I'm not even supposed to be paying attention to the conversation. Just hearing it in the distance drove me nuts. So for creativity purposes, that's another big reason why people go down self-publishing. Writing choice. Well, you may be stuck in a certain genre because it sells well. For example, I write suspense thrillers. Um, Andrew J. Brandt, we have, writes really good young adult. He also writes Stephen King-type novels. Um, But when you get published by somebody and you grow a following, sometimes you can get, I wouldn't say stuck, but you need to stay in your wheelhouse because that's where you're making your money, right? Like Danielle Steele wrote romance novels. She's not going to wake up one morning and write a horror novel that someone's going to be like, oh, I can't wait to read that. So when you have a big publishing following, you may get stuck in that. If you want to write a bunch of different things, that might be a reason why you want to self-publish. You want to maybe experiment and see what hits before you kind of go to a publisher. Long-term games. um, Self-published books are immortal, meaning you keep them in print and keep marketing them as long as you want, and the money you make off them is yours forever. Now, the problem is, if you don't hit it on one of yours, you know, you could feel like you're throwing money down a hole. Um, Financial clarity. When you're your own publisher, you know everything. You know all the data, you know everything. You have access to sales dashboards, so you know where everything's going 24-7. When you deal with a publisher, you're kind of stuck with what they tell you and what you can maybe find out because you don't have access to all those reports. It all has to do with the contract you have. You're giving them, you're selling your manuscript to them. They now own it, and you get a small percentage back for the work you did. But they're also going to invest money, time, energy into getting it a return. So to them, it's the business. To you, it's your, it's your art. So it's a hard line to walk. And then rights. You own your rights kind of forever. As, well, not kind of, but you do since it's, it's your book. You, you put it out there, you published it, and you didn't involve anyone else. So the different reasons you can maybe go down the self-publishing route, own your rights, finances behind it. But you also have to put up your own money, don't forget. So if you don't have the money behind it, you may have no other choice than to go the traditional route. Um, creativity, if you want to go out there and kind of push the, the boundaries a little bit. Writing choice, you want to jump around in different genres and see what sticks. Control and speed. These are all big things when it comes to self-publishing. I hope this helped. Have a great day.